I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The The Remedy. Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice Gant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to match your energy. (laughs) I wish y'all Tovacito has a little more spunk to it than Janice Gant. I know. I don't know what I'm going to do if I ever get remarried. I don't. I don't. I can't lose my name. I know. My maiden name was Sterling, and I loved it. Janice Sterling is a great name, isn't it? It's kind of like a movie star. Yeah. Jan Sterling was a movie star, you know, back in the day. That's a great. Janice Sterling is a great name. I know. <laughs> my maiden name was Carter, which I love Carter yeah. because that's my son's name. Okay. But I don't love Tova Carter. Yeah. Tovacito. Tovacito is. A, is uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rolls off your it, tongue. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It's like, what, what nationality is yeah. she? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people think it's Tovacita, which oh. is what my grandmother, who was Spanish, called me. Tovacita. Oh, cute. And they said so Tovacita they, is a little, say, a little. Like a little Tova. Mm-hmm. And so she, she would always, Tovacita, yeah, venga aquí. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when I became a Cito, it was kind of funny, like Tovacito. Yeah. And yeah. So anyway, um, hey, we need to thank our sponsor for today, Lee Porter. Nice. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Lee Porter. He's the one who, uh, really like said please do a couple of episodes on guy talk so cool yeah yeah he was like not that i don't benefit from all the i'm like if i'm talking about women that's actually going to benefit you more than yeah (laughs) try to straighten them out (laughs) try to straighten out the women yeah (laughs) no i think it i think that was such a great suggestion because women are there are a lot of men in women's lives. So, you know, that's really, I thought it was a wonderful suggestion. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. We might, you know, uh, last week our sound was not the best. Yeah. And uh, some of y'all probably listened to it, maybe had a little trouble listening. Blair called me this morning, my daughter, and said, I could not understand hardly any of it. I I'm couldn't like, understand oh. it while it was happening. <laughs> uh, I know. Aww, but it was so, bummer. I know, because the content, I thought the content was fun. And anyway, so we apologize for the jarble garble. Yeah, that's what happens. We got to kind of figure that out. Yeah. Well, we, we're back in business yes. this weekend with, or this week with the... If we're in studio, it just works better. We if we're going to travel, we just gotta we gotta plan accordingly. Yeah. Well, we can work that out to where we have better. Yeah. Better travel tech. Better. Yeah, and even double up. But whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But thank you, Lee, and for all of our sponsors of the Remedy. Thank you so much. If you are interested in being a sponsor of an upcoming episode. Janice and I would really love it. Kevin would especially really love it. Love. <laughs> um, and it's easy to do. You can Venmo at at Tova or you can um, you can go to tovacito.com, click on the remedy, and um, it's easy. Make a contribution. 
Uh, every episode is about $200. And so we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our contributors, all of you who, um, who write reviews and, um, and rate us. Please keep it up. We really, 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 really appreciate it. We really do. Yeah, we really do. Okay, so I am excited, Janice, to promote something today that I am doing in January with a dear friend of both of ours, yes. Stacy Duran. Yes, precious Stacy. Yes. So one of the reasons my uh, our our episode last week I couldn't hear very well, or y'all couldn't hear very well, is because I was at, in Miami with Stacy. Um, and the reception was just terrible, but, uh, she is just a really talented individual. She just has a lot of little things in her back pocket that she's really good at. But one of the things that she's really good at is, uh, leading meditation and also writing workshops. And, uh, so we did that while I was in Miami and I just got so much out of it. I was like, Stacy, we have to do this in Dallas. So uh, the weekend of January 23rd, we're going to have one workshop January 23rd, one workshop January 24th. It's going to be a two-hour workshop. We're going to do it at this place called The Indie. Have you heard of this? Oh, you're going to do person to person? <laughs> yeah, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. going to be, but it's a big place and, and we're doing it COVID, um, you know, we'll wear masks in. And once you get to your spot, then you can take your mask off. But um, it's a big spot that usually holds 20 people. Uh -huh, so we're limiting so cool. it to 10 cool. because that then we're all six feet apart. Um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful facility um, off of Garland Road down by White Rock Lake. Oh. And um, it's just a it's a beautiful space. And you've done one of her. Yes, I did. It was great. Writing. It was really interesting. Little mini Mm -hmm. uh, sessions and she's just talented and she opens up this, uh, exploration to your thoughts, your mind. Um, really just, I have, I love to write clearly. Um, but I'm not a big journal keeper. I uh -huh. keep a gratitude journal, but there's something very therapeutic and very, eye-opening and heart-opening about writing. So even if you're not a writer, like the only thing I keep is a gratitude journal, but there are women and men who like really, really, really journal. Yeah. Um, so all there'll be more information about it, but I just want to promote that and talk about that. It's a two-hour workshop. One will be Saturday afternoon on January 23rd, and then Sunday morning will be, um, it will be also be a two-hour workshop. Same thing just two different times because we have such limited spaces. Um, but just be looking out for more information on that. I'll share more about Instagram. But um, it's just a great way to kind of reset, renew your mind, uh, kind of think about 2020, look forward to 2021. That's why I really wanted to do it in yeah, January. cool. Um, so anyway, just keep, keep your eyes open for that. Um, okay. So last week I flubbed on the subject, <laughs> <laughs> but we have regrouped this week and you and I both, uh, took some temperatures and pulses and surveys from different men. Uh, and the question was, uh, from, to men that we asked is what do men wish women 
knew about men. Yes, that's it. And so I know you asked a few people on Katie Trail. Yes. Um, but who were the other people? Not by names, but did you ask friends, uh, your I hubby? Asked, I asked Tom, and mm -hmm. he gave me some great input. My son-in-law in Australia gave a little input. I asked uh, one of my clients, I actually asked a couple of my clients, and they gave input, So, and then some strangers. I love it. I have no stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have stranger danger either. Um, I asked um, my brother. Yeah. And I also asked all of my close friends if they would ask their either significant others or husbands. <clears throat> and not everybody gave me feedback, but the feedback that came was was pretty, in <clears throat> I mean, very interesting, but not totally surprising were you surprised by anything uh that there were a couple of surprises mm -hmm. but not i've spent a lot of time studying men with from all of my training and mm -hmm. so I, I i wasn't really surprised about a ton of it because i do not understand that a lot of that is definitely true but i thought it was interesting to hear men individual men put words to that mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I thought that that just the fact that they were making the comments was really vulnerable yeah. for them. And so I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody that you asked in person that said, I don't want to answer that? Uh, th well, there were a couple of people that I stopped on the street that had no interest <laughs> in what I was doing. <laughs> I wish I saw that. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. They I'm probably thought I wanted money. They might have thought I was a homeless person. <laughs> probably thought you were trying to sell them some. <laughs> Maybe. Probably, probably. Uh, um, okay, Janice, okay. so why don't you start us off? Okay. Uh, well, you want to just do one, we'll go yeah, back and forth back one and at forth. a time. Okay, yeah. the first one that I have is that women say they want to know our innermost feelings, but a lot of times they really don't. Ooh. And I thought that was interesting because wow. that, and then what he said about that Kevin's was... Kevin's shaking his head. He said, <laughs> Nodding know, my head. We, I, I agree. Where, yeah, you know, nodding, that when, yes. once they really start to tell, her, tell us their innermost feelings, sometimes we don't like it or we try to cut them off or we try to change their mind or we try to fix it. And so I thought that was really interesting. Dang it. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, do I do that? Well, I'm sure. I bet you've done it. <laughs> I bet everybody's done it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that one came from my husband. <laughs> and you know he would say oh, that. Who wants a wife as a therapist? Hilarious. <laughs> no, but it was interesting mm -hmm. because when he said that, I could see that. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, because they... Um, they're just not accustomed to to talking about their innermost feelings with people very much. And so when they have that opportunity, as women, when when I think your partner or your friend or whatever is going to be that way, I think it's really important. It's one thing that I took note of when he said that mm -hmm. was that I need to listen with my mouth shut. Yes. And maybe I if need I to have listen with my mouth mm -hmm. shut. <laughs> And and to be able to, if I need clarification or something, ask that. But just let it sit there 
in between us and take note of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, my son Carter has told me this in so many words, that very thing, like, mom, you're not always the easiest. Cause I tell them, you know, you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. We need honesty to tell me the truth. Any truth is better than any hard truth is better than any good lie. Like, you know, I've told him all the things. Yeah. And, and so he has shared with me, mom, when I have taken the risk to do the very thing that you have told me that I need to do with you, you do not always make that easy. And so we, and I've, I've shared this before on the podcast, but I think it's universal in with kids, relationships, conflict. And I tell people this when I, when I counsel, like one of the best things, and I don't know where it came from in my mind, but it was a good place that I told Carter years ago, I, when he was telling me this, I said, Carter, I hear that. Like I, Mm -hmm. I hear that and I'm sorry that I can be like that. And I said, maybe this is a good solution. Maybe from now on, if you're going to share something with me that is either difficult for you to say, or could potentially be very difficult for me to hear, why don't we set that up? Right. So you come to me and you say, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. And this is really a difficult thing for me to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Or this might be a really difficult thing for you to hear, but I want to talk to you about it. Then that, that's code for this is going to be a hard conversation. And Tova, I, Tova needs to show up as her adult best self. Well, and I think, too, that, that you know, when we, when we say to guys, we really want to hear what you think. We, we want that connection. We want that emotional connection. And then when we get it it's really important that we don't take things personally and we leave it outside of our bodies. Mm. You know, you put yourself in that jelly jar and let that just sit out there. And there are many ways you can comment on that, like, well, that's really interesting, or I had no idea that that was happening, and I can understand that. Just you don't even, you, you know, it's just a matter of letting it be safe for guys to reveal themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, we're, and we might not be that amazing yeah. at being a soft place to land. Yeah, I because know I can have my moments, Yes, for sure. I, I take things way too personal. Mm-hmm. It's not always, I mean, it's uh, seldom personal. Is. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, if I can walk around thinking I'm the center of the universe and take everything personally, and I'm just simply not the center of the universe. Yeah, no, sorry. I know, I'm sorry too. <laughs> I'm sorry for both of us. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, mine, uh, my first one is, uh, some guy, uh, this was one of my friend's husbands says we have more feelings than we communicate. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> that's great. There's a revelation. there. <laughs> Do you really? think that's true, Kev? Oh, of course. You think you have a lot more feelings than you communicate? Yeah. But every guy does the same thing. You just stuff it down really, really deep. <laughs> Distract yourself with work, numb it out with alcohol until it all inevitably explodes <laughs> in a ball of fire. In the sky. Oh yep. my gosh. That is hilarious. Stuff it down. What'd you say? Stuff it down. Way down deep. Yeah. And then numb it with alcohol <laughs> until it explodes. That's just 
too true. Because during the day, you distract yourself with work. At night, you numb it out with beer. And then eventually, it's all gonna, that simmer is going to come to a boil. <laughs> okay, we could probably stop with that. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I'm not the only guy that's done this, I promise. Oh, oh we, we know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and every girl listening is dying laughing uh-huh. right now. I'll be like, wait, I'm not the only one? No, you are not alone. You are oh, not alone. That's really funny. <laughs> that's good, though. That's so true. Yeah, it's simple, but I believe that that's probably true, that a lot of men have more feelings than they communicate it's definitely something i've tried to work on since getting married i can tell you that well men have the same feelings women have Mm -hmm. they have anger they have pain they have guilt they have fear that but they have not been taught to communicate about it Mm -hmm. they have love they have Mm -hmm. yes they have lust they have all eight of those primary feelings Mm -hmm. and but they just have not been taught that it's okay to really communicate about it yeah it feels threatening to your masculinity to express that kind of stuff it does feel threatening but let me tell you it will help your sex life (laughs) women like it yeah you guys always say that and every guy i guarantee you listening says that's so hard to believe a thousand percent truth yes because there's something really attractive about a man who can communicate feelings oh heck yeah male instinct says the exact opposite which is why we're idiots (laughs) (laughs) which is why we don't get laid that much Goodness, have you been drinking? <laughs> no, not yet. It's really good today. It's really good. Sorry, keep I your gotta, mic on. I gotta Kevin. reel it in. <laughs> no, keep no, your mic no. on. No, don't you dare. I think it's actually this very... is the perfect show for you to absolutely <laughs> let loose, Kevin. Just might not want to the... tell your wife. You say that now. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> That's why we never get laid. <laughs> Listen to that, men. That is so true. Kevin, Just you just spoke truth in that. Guys want to get laid more? Be more vulnerable. Yeah. Tell us how you feel. Hold our hand. Tell us how beautiful we are. Tell us why you, why you love us, not that you love us. Like, you will get laid. I feel like if I cry in front of a girl, I'm never getting laid again. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Hey, uh-huh. and maybe even some solid oral sex. <laughs> oh my! You say that though. The Lubbock is coming out in Tova and Kevin. I think if any guy did that all Saying. the time, though, you get sick of it. No, it's like, true. Oh my god, it's true. Well, nobody wants to hear somebody wham 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 about their feelings all the time. No. That's yeah, that's true. But I do think that it really does breed con- breed connection, totally physical, emotional, intellectual, and all of that. Well, I think it's the same with women. If 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 we are too too emotional or too um i mean i dated a guy in in california that had way more emotions than me like i was the dude which is very difficult and he's a to sensitive believe. One? he was very sensitive i was always hurting his feelings he was always crying my my girlfriend would always be like oh are we in trouble again <laughs> like, we're in trouble <laughs> I was always pissing him off, hurting his feelings, leaving him out. Like, I, but you know, I think there's a balance with people, not just genders. Like, I think. I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got to have some sort of containment boundary Mm -hmm. to where you're not spewing out your feelings all the time. Everybody Mm -hmm. 
or the people in your world would get kind of tired of it. But I do think that it's really important for guys, and it is really attractive to women. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It is. Chances are, if you are a man, you're probably under-communicating mm-hmm. your emotions and feelings. That's true. Okay. Okay, go. next one. That was funny, Kev. Keep oh, it that up. was that was really <laughs> funny. Uh, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this one. Uh this guy said, I do not want to be sexual if my wife does not really want it. Oh. I- God, that's so true. And he said, there is nothing at all attractive about a woman faking it. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, I can tell. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's not like, you know, that when Harry met Sally and she... Yeah, she's breathing the oil. Uh-huh. <laughs> what she's having. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. I think that kind of ties into what I talked wow. about last week, saying that guys just want to feel that, feel desired, you know? No, that's exactly right. Do you think, uh, Janice, do you think that men want to be more physically desired than women? T- traditionally, typically, research... Is there any research that backs that up? You know, not that I know of, but when you think about it, I I think that men need to be more physically desired. And women maybe want to be to be told that they are desirable mm-hmm. or that they're mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. or pretty or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it kind of comes with the territory with women, I think, you know? Yeah. You're just overall more adored, I think, in terms of the opposite sex. Oh, I don't know about that. You think so? Yeah. Do you think that men adore women more than women adore men? Um, Ooh, I can, in a physical I can adore way. a man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. I'm trying to think of a better way to put this. And I can adore a man physically, too. I can be very, 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 very physically attracted to a man. I would say as equal if not more than a man could be physically attracted to me. Now, I'm not saying I'm typical or that that's the way it usually goes, but uh, but I do believe that there are women who, I mean, I don't know what it is about me, but I think I have a very, I'm very physical. Well, I think women have, uh, I mean, I think there are a lot of women that have as much of a sex drive or, that burning and dying inside of them, mm-hmm. wanting to be with the guy and held and kissed and all of that as much as men. But I think that what women, the difference is, is that I don't think women need the sexuality part of it as much as men need it. And I think that men need it not because they're going to explode down there if they don't get it, but that they... But that is a sign of lovability to men. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a, here's a better example, though. Say, like, either one of you could go out, you know, dress up, go out to a bar or whatever, anytime, and feel, like, physically wanted or desired. Like, men are going to talk to you and approach you. You know what I mean? It's not like that for guys. We don't get to feel that on a regular basis. How long has this been since you've been out there trolling? A long time. I mean, <laughs> since I've been single, but I mean, that's yeah. not really a thing. No guys I, ever get hit on it. Well, oh, I think the tide's turning. Maybe it is these days, but it, overall, over the years, historically, that's been the case. You want to know? It's funny. I do not get hit on. 
and I never have. I was telling Craig this when we were playing golf last weekend. Like, we were talking about how... I find that impossible to believe. I find that impossible I to promise believe, you. too. Maybe you just don't know. That no. could be, too. No, I don't get hit. I have never been one of those girls who's just sitting at a bar with a bunch of girls and a guy walks up and hits on me. I mean, has it happened in my life? Yes, but... Did it happen on the regular? No. I mean, and I, don't, I haven't had a wedding ring on for five years. And I do not get hit on. Yeah. I do not. And I, I've uh, my brother and I were talking about this. And he says that he thinks I give off a, a do not talk to me vibe. A standoffish? <laughs> do not disturb. <laughs> I don't think so. You're like one of the most approachable people ever. Today, I, I had to go have mm. this little medical thing done. And I got hit on at, at the hospital. Mm-hmm. This guy, he was like, I don't know, 90 or 95. And he was like, hey, you're cute. He's not dumb or blind. I was like, I felt strangely empowered. I felt strangely empowered. By that age, I was like, well, okay. That's amazing. It was like, oh, God. Okay, so we kind of digress, but we I have, definitely digress. But I have to Sorry say, about that. I took us down no, that road. No, 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 no. no. no I no. think I did too. But I have to say, that's a really important one for women to hear because I think that there, I know with women that I meet with and friends that I have, that there are women who have dutiful sex. They're not interested. They, really don't care about it, but they're going to do it because they know that the person that they're with wants it. And so they just do it. And they, you know, like you've said, they count the tiles on the ceiling or do whatever they need Mm -hmm. to do. But I think that it's really important for women to hear that, that at least that guy would rather not have sex than for you to have dutiful sex. Mm -hmm. And if you're having dutiful sex with your partner, your spouse, I think that's something that you should talk about. Yeah, I think so too, because there's no way you're going to build upon that sexuality and that attraction if you're continuing. I mean, you can have dutiful sex for the rest of your life and do that once a week and then check that off, but that is just not going to breed intimacy. Yeah, It's not, it's, there's sex and then there's sexual intimacy and yeah. they're very different. Yeah, that's really good. And genius. that's what, that will really... That will erode the stability of the relationship because there it's the it's the desire that is so satisfying from on both sides. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that guys a lot of times will initiate it before mm-hmm. women just because women are tired and they you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. We talked about that a little bit last week, but um but once you get going with that, you want to try to nurture that desire and you want that you want to want it. Yeah. And if you don't, then don't do it. If you could say, you know what, I'm so tired tonight, let's don't do this tonight, but let's plan a time when we can. Yeah. You want to want it and you want to be wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I was counseling a couple last week. They're not even married. And uh, we spend a week talking about expectations. And the guy talked about how he wished his fiance initiated sex yeah, more we, often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we talked, talked about, about that, that yeah. last week. That's right. I think that's really common. <laughs> yeah. But it's important. The guys would say that's the one issue is that she doesn't initiate it often enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You talked about that, Kev. Um, okay. 
next one. It's true. We are very physical, but your mind is infinitely more important than your body. Nice. I agree. You know, uh, my brother is very physical, and but he, and he's very handsome, and so it's easy for him to to date, and you know, it always has been. Um, but the, you know, he's dated very beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women, but the, he's gone out with very, very, very beautiful women, but the women that he ends up dating or he's dated are not the most, they're not the most beautiful girls that he's ever gone out with Mm -hmm. because it's way more than Mm -hmm. just the body or like just the face. Like you've got to have and, and, you know, as women, we put so much pressure on ourselves because we think this is the key that unlocks the door right. to the heart of the guy that we want. And is it important? Absolutely. But I really do believe this, that men are, they kind of get a ra- bad rap because it is the thing that they probably notice the first. If we're honest, it's ours too. You know, it's a thing we notice too, or at least me, am I physically attracted to this human? Um, you know, it, it just takes more than, than the physicality of a human to create a real connection. Right. Right. Yeah, it does. I think that's universal. Yeah, me too. Uh, the next one is kind of along that same line. Uh, a guy told me, said, I'm attracted to power. Well, this was one of the strangers that I asked. And he said, I'm attracted to powerful women. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. He said, I have so much respect for that. And I said, Do, are you talking about career? And he said, it doesn't have to be career. Career is is real attractive to me. Mm-hmm. But there can be some pretty powerful women that are volunteering or making mm-hmm. a difference in the world. And he's said that was really attractive to him. I think that's a new, that's, I think that's new in the last 20 years, maybe a few more years, but you know, powerful women, powerful women were not celebrated. Oh no. In the fifties and the sixties. I mean, they just weren't, uh, you were celebrated if you were a good stay at home mom. Well, and then when the really good dinner on the table. Yeah. And then when the women's movement came into existence and women were angry about it and that was not attractive to men and now then it Mm -hmm. kind of started settling down and we can be powerful and not overpowering. Mm, Yeah, that's good difference. That is good. Yeah, I like it. I agree with that guy. Uh, okay. Sometimes the emotional intelligence you have can be intimidating and overwhelming or overwhelming. Your patience would be appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. And that is something, that is something that we as women can really practice building that muscle of patience. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sometimes the emotional intelligence you have can be intimidating and overwhelming. Well, and think about it. We are taught mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And as uh, there's a nature component too, because as moms, the, you know, when the children are crying or something, then we can emotionally connect with the, with the offspring. Men can do that too, but they haven't been taught that for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. So mm-hmm. I think there's almost like a, I think there's a nurture part to it and a nature part to it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, birds, you know, the mother bird with, will go to the nest mm-hmm. when she hears the chirping. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, I loved this one. A guy said, making money is harder than looks, and it takes a lot of time. Mm. Example, I cannot be home at 4.30 to help with the kids. Wow. And I, you know, I remember when my kids were little, Mm -hmm. and their dad was working at a job that was, you know, 7 to Mm 7. And I can remember getting frustrated and angry because I, can't you get home earlier? You know, because 5.30, 5 o'clock, the feeding time is just witching hour. It is the witching hour. And I think that is, I think that that expectation for women, that they want their husbands home early and then expect it and then gripe about it when they don't get it Mm -hmm. is something that we could work on. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, it's kind of like the woman who wants it all. Yes. You want, you want, a a successful, hardworking man. You want a guy who gets it done at the office. You want someone who can bring home a big paycheck, but you also want someone who can get home in time to help with baths and feeding and bedtime and, and then dinner and dishes. And I mean, that's a big, and then, you know, you, a guy, all people, they need to have some time to themselves. You know, you've got to, breathe and you've got to exercise. And, uh, I do. And, and yet I also understand the woman who at five o'clock is like, shit, I am dying here. You know, like this, I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I can't, I can't meet one more demand of another human being. And, and when you have littles and they're just touching you all the time and you're breastfeeding, you feel claustrophobic yeah, in you your do. own skin yeah. at times. And you need a wingman. Well, it and, can be overwhelming for both. It's I know, compromise. But I do think that as women, it's really helpful for us to understand that a lot of times when the kids are little is when the guy has just started on a new career. Yeah. They've, you know, they've only yeah. been out of school for five years, let's say. And a lot of those big companies and those big where you make the big bucks, yep. they expect you to be there 12 hours a day, yeah. you know. So there has to be that understanding and that compromise. And I think yeah. a lot of that can be taken care of on the weekends and stuff. But I think for women, it just helps to keep that in mind. Yeah. And that's what that guy said. Yeah. You know, if, I if, agree. For us to understand, look, I understand that it may be impossible for you to get home at 530. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really hear that. Yeah. I hear that one. That's, that's a hard one. And you know, that's gotta be one where a guy can feel really defeated. Yeah. Like, God, I can't, I'm not making anybody happy. You know, I'm going to work. I'm busting my ass. I I <clears throat> need to stay at least until six or seven to get it all done and prove my worth and, yeah. you know, make my mark. And, and yet if I leave early, I look bad here. If I stay late, I look bad there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's got to feel like a no win. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. For the record, you don't have to have kids to experience this phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, hey, no, that's, that's good true. feedback. 
That is. That's really true. It's really good feedback, Kev. Uh, it's true that we love when you are confident. Nice. It kind of goes along with the powerful woman. Yes. And uh, yes. same. I mean, we've heard over and over again that research says and proves that the most attractive quality to men about women is confidence. I would say the same thing about men. Yeah, I think so, too. I love a confident man. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. It's attractive. Yeah, that's good. But that's good to hear that men really like that. Mm-hmm. And I say to women, fake it till you make it. I totally agree. Yes. I mean, are we, all of us, a thousand percent confident? Heck no. No. We're no, not one of us is, um, you know, there's, we have, all of us have insecurities or fears or worries or stresses and we don't all have it all together. When do I stop faking it and it becomes real? (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) Right now. Right now. That's what makes you sound confident. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You have that wrapped up. (laughs) Totally. Uh Okay. Okay. Um, Men are happy to not talk about a lot of things or not talk at all. No, that is not an option. Don't get, if that guy's single, do not give me his phone number. <laughs> Isn't that funny? My boys would 1,000% uh-huh. agree with that. Do you know how many times I've asked them questions? They're like, no, ma, we are not having this conversation. I'm like, come on. Nope. We're, that no, like they w- sometimes they're just like, I'm not answering you. Yeah, I thought that was really great. <laughs> Has Elise ever asked you a question that you were like, no, I'm not talking about this? Um, I, I don't know. Not that I can think of, really. I mean, I'm sure there has been one of those situations where I'm like, you don't want me to answer this. Like, I know that. Uh, but I can't think of any specific example. Let me think about that one now. Okay. That's really, really, really funny. Yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> or not too. talk at all. <laughs> Good luck with that, Uh dude. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Nagging is not motivating. (laughs) No, it is not. Oh, man. (laughs) Nagging is what our mothers did, and you do not want your husband to look at you as his mother because he is not going to want to have sex with his mama (laughs) unless he is one Sick, dude. Nagging is the worst. We actually talked about this last night, at least next. We have a little rule because she'll get into stuff when she's pissed. Like, you need, really need to take the trash out. Like, you really need to do this or that. And our rule is when I'm cooking dinner, you cannot tell me anything that I need to do because I'm actively working on something for both of us. So if I'm like chopping carrots and boiling chicken, you can't be like, you really, really need to take this trash out. Like, that's the rule. If I'm cooking, you're not allowed to nag me at all. I like Any that. Any other time, go ahead, go ahead, because I know it's going to happen. But well, just, just not when I'm cooking. And rather than say you need, I literally have, I have eliminated that from my vocabulary with my husband. Because I don't want to be his mother. Yeah. I want to be his girlfriend. Yeah. And his wife and his lover and mm-hmm. that. So I say, hey, babe, would you be willing to take the trash out? Yeah. So I ask for what I want, and if I can give any advice to women, men, you're going to have a much greater chance of getting what you want if you ask for what you want than 
telling them what they're yes. not doing or need to do. She most often yeah. will do it that way, but I can instantly tell that tone in her voice when what do you need, and it just immediately makes you not want to do it. Yeah, well, you know why? Because you return, you turn into a rebellious teenager because your mom figure is nagging you. I think you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. no, that's right. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, that dynamic makes sense because if she's acting like your mom, then you're going to act yep. like a rebellious teenager that says, I'm not taking out the effing trash. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think she realizes she'll doing it. she's doing it. And I'll be like, you know, you're nagging right now. And she'll usually apologize. Like, you're right. I don't, I don't know why I was doing that. But <laughs> it's some kind of subconscious thing. Yeah, ask for what you want, ask for what you want, ask for what you want all mm-hmm. day long. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a really good one because, I mean, I can tell when I beat my kids down, you know, mm-hmm. when it's just when I'm just riding them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's even in the Bible. Don't, don't do that to your kids because like, it's not effective. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Being a nag is not effective. Yeah. It's so unattractive. It's just not fun to be around either. Uh-uh. <laughs> and no. it's not, it's just not attractive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You go, hottie. Uh, men want sex all of the time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. There are times where you not necessarily want it, but you wouldn't turn it away either. Yeah, that, yeah. That's so hilarious. So maybe he should have said, "Men are willing to have sex at We're always any time, game. yes, <laughs> at any time, at any place, for any reason." And that, that is true. <laughs> You're never going to turn it down. No, no way. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah, I don't think that I've ever been turned down. If I've initiated it. The only time I can think of where I would have turned it down was if you're in a weird situation where you like just broke up with the person and you're trying not to get back into that rhythm, you know, where like an ex, you meet up and you're broken up and it comes on to you and then like it could turn into that, obviously. But that's the one time I'm like, I don't want to go down that road again. Yeah. That's the only circumstance I can think of. And that's out of a moral situation, really, not as a physical. Yeah. That that had to have been tough. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, though, Kev, for turning that well, down. When it happens, like, say you started dating someone else, you know, but it's not really dating yet. It's still new, but the other ex is, like, still kind of trying to get back in the picture, and it would be very easy to let yourself slip back into that, com- you know, anyway. That, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense at all. No, it makes yeah. perfect sense. I actually think that that's a really... But you know, like, if I do this, even though I still want to be with this person, then it's going to totally fuck it up for the, the other person I just <laughs> yeah. that I really like, you know? You're really only supposed to dance with one partner at a time. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. a serial monogamous. Yeah. If you're going to do the hokey pokey, there can only be two of you. <laughs> Otherwise, it gets I a I think that's more of a guideline a than a rule. But yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a rule. <laughs> it should be a life rule. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Okay, you do another one because you have more than I do. Okay. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought this was interesting. Uh, the guy said that. Uh, that he wants daughters to be cautious about believing what men are saying just to have sex. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. And I think that's really, really interesting. And that's coming from the guy. And he says, uh, he's, and then he said, there can be a conflict between what I said and what is really going on. So he says, you know, when you're talking with your daughters, make sure that you are being really clear about that. Be careful mm, mm. of what the guy's saying. Yeah, I, I hate that 
that that could even be true, but it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, adolescents. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just not mature enough to navigate what their bodies are doing. No, they just have all that testosterone that mm-hmm. just burst into existence, mm-hmm. and it's like, what do you do with it? But you know, so so if it means I can get laid, I'm going to tell you I like you and you're beautiful. Yes, and you have no fear of like responsibility. You know, you're invincible too. Like nothing bad yeah. can happen. Yeah, that's a dangerous time. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and you know, that's something that I have struggled with uh, just in general, raising kids is, you know, their bodies, I mean, here they are, my kids, they're sexual prime, they have the most beautiful bodies, they're, they've got all this stuff running through their bodies and veins and, and, and yet their minds have not caught up with their bodies. Their emotions have not caught up with their bodies. They do not know how to navigate all of this. And yet their bodies are fully functional. Yeah. Like they're ready. And so, you know, their bodies can write checks that their, their bank accounts, their emotional bank accounts they can't cover they can't cover <laughs> but yeah. those trouble that, that trouble you can get into though i'm telling you every kid at that age thinks it's never going to happen to me oh i know yeah i know and then it can ruin your life oh, it can dictate the entire rest of your life yes. one small mistake yeah yeah my older sister she when she was a senior she got pregnant and it literally i mean she's beautiful and wonderful and she has made the the most out of a difficult situation but that that changed the trajectory of her life. Yeah. It changed who she married. It changed I mean it changed her career. It yeah. changed her ability. It changed her college experience. It it messed with everything. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Writing it, a check you can't cash was a great analogy for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Really true. True. <laughs> Good job, Toba. Thanks, Tobacito. Tobacita. <laughs> okay, you keep going. How many more do you have? Uh, three. Okay. What about you? Do you have another I think one? I have two, so you go. Okay. Uh, we don't like to overthink or overdiscuss things. I think that's a really important one for women to hear. I do too. Yeah. Said it once. Now I'm going to say it again. Let's go back and revisit that. I I'm heard what you said, but I'm kind of thinking that. I might be able to change your mind. So let's talk about it one more time and go on and on and on. How do we stop this as women? Shut your mouth and breathe. Yeah. Just shut your mouth and breathe. I you know? am terrible at this. That was Somebody probably asked Craig that. <laughs> was that Craig? I called Did him. one of you text Craig? <laughs> Craig! <laughs> I hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I... Let me... Can I say something about this? Of course. Because the, Craig and I recently had a conversation where he said, you never stop. Like, <laughs> I say I'm sorry, and I'm ready to move on, and it's just not good enough for you. And so you re-explain the same damn thing that we have been talking about for an hour in a different way. You use another analogy, you use another example, because for some reason, the sorry, you, you, you're not ready to hear that. 
And I get where you're coming from. I think you just want him to understand why you got mad. And that's And he it. just wants to say, whatever it is, it I did. I'm sorry, over. but let's be done with it. Yeah. Yes. And that's... Because I do that, too. Yes. And that's what... I, so I understand why that guy is saying that, but I also will say to... And I understand that we talk too much. I really think that w- women in general tend to have a lot more to say than men. But I will say to the man... <laughs> If you really take the time to hear and understand and communicate that you hear and you understand, I bet it will end more quickly. It will. It will. I agree. If you could apologize in a way that let you really know that he got why you were upset, yes. it would be over way quicker, right? If he understands versus, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. So exactly. can we, can we, now can we move on and have a happy day? Yes. Well, be specific. It, I'm really sorry that I did this <laughs> and I understand that why it made you feel that way. And I'm, and I, I'll try harder. Like, I don't, I don't want to make you feel like that. And yeah. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. That's what and then, wants. and then, if they'd pick up a razor blade and cut on themselves just a little bit, so they had some blood, we'd really believe them. <laughs> or if they went to Neiman's and bought us a pair of really good shoes, then we could get over it much more quickly. It's also very good advice. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> blood See this photograph shoes. in this catalog. This will make me get over that and make me shut yeah. my mouth. <laughs> Throwing money at the situation can never hurt your chances. That's exactly right. Or blood, blood and <laughs> shoes. Blood, blood, blood and, and money. shoes will. <laughs> Never disappoint. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I hear that man, but I also hear the woman who's with that man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes we'll say, why? Why did you do that? You know, and why? what difference does why make? Why mm. is totally irrelevant? Because, I mean, they're probably not going to tell you the truth. I did that because you've been nagging me for four days, and I can't wait to get out of here, you know, or whatever. We, so you don't I, want to know the I answer always to the say, why. I totally agree. You just throw away the why, and then yeah. you just say, and then two words that are very effective in relationships are I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I understand why that made you feel that way. I understand that it made you feel that way. Yeah. That's all I need yeah. to know. I understand that. It, yeah. Take why out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. So true. We are complicated creatures. Oh, goodness. What I hate, though, is when someone says, I'm sorry that made you feel that way. And it's like, no, you're just mm. blaming it on me. <laughs> I don't like it when people apologize like that either, mm-hmm. Kev. It's Started like I'd rather not have an apology. Yep. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Or how about, I hate it that you feel that way, and I apologize for my behavior. Yeah. Done. Yeah. That's better than, yeah. I'm sorry you feel that way, because then it's just putting it back on my mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Crazy broad. <laughs> yeah. My first I'm husband, sorry you're insane. My first husband worked, I might have said this before, worked for a guy, and and uh, when, he, when people would come in and complain about what was going on at the stock market or something, he had this big sign above his desk that said, cry me a river. And he'd just point to it. He said, I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was great. Oh, that's, oh, I want that sign. I know. That's a great Christmas present. <laughs> I could see where that would be very effective, too. I mean, I see him point to that and I immediately realize, like, okay, I'm, I'm being a little bit. <laughs> a little out of control. Um, okay, so here's my next one. 
I uh, this is a this is a theme. Uh, it says I love when women have their own life and careers and opinions and minds. Love it. It's kind of like I I like a strong or we like strong yeah. women. We have come a long way, yes. baby, haven't we? I love it. I know it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, you go. Uh, this one just said men want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's from my Australian son-in-law, <laughs> who has four little children. <laughs> I bet he wants to be left alone. Uh-huh. I'm not sure that's from Titus or not, but <laughs> you know, I was surprised. I mean, I didn't get it, but I was even thinking on the way here that I bet some guy <clears throat> said, "Like, I need my time. Mm-hmm. Like, I need my time." Men don't. I think women are actually a lot better, at least the circle of friends that I have. We're pretty good about taking time for ourselves, uh-huh. going on a walk, listening to a podcast, getting our nails done, uh, going to lunch with girlfriends, having a glass of wine, happy hour. Like, I don't know. I, I <clears throat> traditionally think that women are better at taking care of themselves than men. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I think that when a guy wants to go play golf or have a beer with the guys or do something for himself, I I think they can get a lot of shit for it. Yeah, they can. And I mean, or go sit in your study and watch Narco yeah. all by yourself. Yeah, it you, seems selfish or... Well, self-care typically feels selfish. And mm-hmm. so it, during that process, I mean, I very I was alone for 10 years. I was divorced for 10 years. And I love being with myself me too and I don't want to do it all the time Mm -hmm. but I mean there are times when I all I want to do is lie on the bed and watch something that's very mentally stimulating like the housewives of Orange County (laughs) do you watch that I love real housewives of New York City (laughs) oh I know they're hilarious (laughs) they make us look so good oh I really I really can't believe that those girls are real (laughs) They do. I mean, it's so entertaining. I know. It is. It is really And you want to know what's so funny is when I was married, I never did stuff like that. Like, I never really took time for myself. I mean, I would go get my nails done, but I really did not take a lot of time for myself. But it's one of the things that I think about if I ever got married again Mm -hmm. that I want to protect. Yeah. I really want to protect, you know, going on girls' trips. I really want to protect... Uh, me time. Yeah. I really want to protect this part of me that I've cultivated being a single woman mm-hmm. that I think every woman should have. Well, and I and think, man. yes. And I think every woman has that inside of them mm-hmm. to be able to say yes, when you want to say yes and no, when you want to say no and go in your room and, you know, read a book or watch TV by yourself for a little bit and be able, to be able to discuss that with your partner is really, really important. Yeah. Because men want that too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They do. And I think that we should allow that freedom. You know, I have never believed in, I, I need to ask my wife. You can say, you can say, I need to ask what we have going on. Right. Right. Or let me check our schedules. But nobody needs to ask my permission to do anything because I'm sure as hell not asking permission for I want to consider 
the person I'm with. Of course. And I want them to consider me and their plans and their blah, blah, blah. But if you want to go on a golf trip in February, what I would appreciate is, hey, do we have anything going on yeah. President's Weekend? I call that drive-by. I'm going to drive it by you and mm -hmm. let's see if it's going to interfere with anything that maybe is on the calendar, but I'm not asking for permission, mm -mm. you know? I mean, if I decided I wanted to go around on a world cruise around the world for six months, you know, right. that would be a little bit extreme. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I do think just driving it by your partner and then you are in a real equal position with one another and we don't want one up or one down mm -mm. slipping into those relationships. And men don't want that either. They really don't. Yeah, nobody does. No. It's... It feels controlled and yeah, it's and not, it's yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I, I and I see that I see that in a lot of relationships where the guy has to ask permission, and I'm like, mm -hmm. like don't don't ask permission, and it, that dynamic, I just don't think it's the healthiest. Yeah, and I think couples thing. can agree upon. They can say, look, let's not ask for permission from one another, but let's be considerate and drive things by. Mm -hmm. To make sure that there's not a conflict. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Do you have another one? Uh-huh. I love a woman that can be adventurous and fun-loving. Someone who plans dates, writes post-it notes, makes breakfast, does things that are out of the ordinary. It's so attractive. Cool. Yeah. I, You know, I think that that's a good one because I think that it can often fall on the man, especially when dating to come up with the plan or make the date or, yes. um, and, or take the initiative. And I do think that it can be fun to be like, Hey, the so-and-so is in concert on Friday night. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I do think that that can be attractive. I, I understand that. Me or, too. Hey, you want to go for a bike ride Saturday morning? I mean, it doesn't always have to just be up to the guy. Right, right. Yeah. That's kind of like that initiative thing, Kev. You know, to, for the wife to be the one that's initiating some of the activities that you do. So yeah. it's not on anybody's shoulder all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, here's my last one. Okay. Uh, this is from my son-in-law in Australia, too, Titus, <laughs> who is the coolest, cutest guy you've ever seen. Uh they, he says that men need to, they have to have a space in the home and want their space left alone. <laughs> oh, man, is that true? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Isn't that I think great? Titus is the one who also wrote, I need to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> Titus needs a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to collect some money. Tito, we call him Tito. We're going to connect, collect some money and send you somewhere. Uh, I someone... agree. I mean, this is something we agreed on before I ever got married. That exact thing. Yeah. That I could always have my own space well, somewhere. Well, you know what's really interesting? I So, so interesting. when in our house, at the very back of the house is a study. And that's where Tom's desk is. And there's and that's where our big movie screen TV is. And we've got a couch that's red that's in there. That's a sectional thing. It's a great space. And it's a, it's a great space, and you can see out in the back. And so Tom spent a ton of time there since he's been working from home. He uses this little pillow that's kind of a square pillow 
that he when his when his back starts to hurt or something in his chair if he sat there for the whole day and he puts it back there but it doesn't match the room <laughs> it, it is from the outdoor uh chair Furniture? yes okay. and he puts it there so <laughs> i I, we had this discussion just the other night, because every time I walk in there, if it's out on the red couch, I throw, couch, I throw it behind the red couch, <laughs> but then he has to get it. <laughs> and then he's like, can I just have my pillow? <laughs> yeah, I need to get it recovered. I really do. I'll feel better about Christmas. it. I should totally do that for Christmas. That's a great, funny gift. It'd be funny if you did, and he's like, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I have had to really develop the muscle to not tidy up that room because mm. I, and he's he's gotten better at, you know, putting everything together occasionally, but it's, it's really hard for me because I like everything in its spot. Me too. Me too. And I'm surprised he doesn't like when you come in and tidy it. That's always kind of oh, nice. Oh, no, like no. That. He wants it like... How he wants it. How he wants it. And if he wants it spread out all over the desk and the coffee table. I mean, the coffee table is a coffee table he has had for, I don't know, years and years and years. And it was one of the things that I did not get rid of after we got <laughs> married. There were like three of them. But, but, he, but he loves... He just doesn't want to be messed with. Mm-hmm. His disorganization is organized. <laughs> He, there's a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. he got a new he got a new office chair. The one that was in there was leaving black marks on our floor and the seat was totally torn up. It's so old. And I finally convinced him to get a new office chair, but the old one has been sitting in that room for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep saying, take it to the alley. Would you want, you want to take that to the alley? He's like, not right now. <laughs> He's got a cardboard box on it. And I just, I just breathe oh and come up with a God. gratitude list. <laughs> so really, my oh. sweet Wesley, which is Titus's wife, she came by that probably very naturally. That is so funny. Yeah. Leave my space alone. <laughs> Poor Tito. <laughs> I know. I was laughing in the living room. My mom makes my dad sit on a towel and put his feet on a towel. There's like a little spot for both. <laughs> oh and he's like, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt anything. I'm like, I know. It just looks funny seeing that you sitting on that. is so great. And what I'm like, does mom, he do? What is this is, for? And she's like, she... his jeans are going to turn the couch blue, and I don't want his shoes on the rug. <laughs> and I'm like, I swear, like... Next level, I'm going to come home and the freaking thing's going to be wrapped in plastic. Like, the whole couch. It's getting to be that bad. That's hilarious. Here's your little spot, honey. There's where you can sit. A little towel for him to sit on the couch where he sits, and then a little towel on the ground for his feet. (laughs) She makes me look good. (laughs) That is very funny. That's hilarious. Very funny. I'm like, yeah, I get it doesn't bother you at all, but Dad, like, you just look really emasculated. (laughs) Kind of does. It is. It's just kind of silly looking, but (laughs) that's so sweet. He just wants her to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't even care. care. Uh -uh, He doesn't care. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. It's adorable. Oh, well, this was so fun. Okay, wait. Can I end? Oh, do you have one well, more? I don't, oh, I know. They're going to read I that. I don't have to. Uh, this is something that a guy wrote, and this is this was his re- response, and I just thought it was perfect because I was like, are, you can't be smarter than me. But um, 
he said, we are not all the same. And therefore a master key to unlock the secret of men does not exist. We have different needs, loves, desires, skills, stresses, experiences, triggers, breaking points, aversions, histories, plans, and hopes. Just like you. I love that. That's mm. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that one in. This guy's also <laughs> Way to go, a doctor. Kid. Thanks. <laughs> He's a doctor. He no, has that's a wonderful. Kind of mind. That's really beautiful. And it is true. Viva la difference. Yeah, it is true. You know, one of my dear friends, uh, she had three girls and she was pregnant with her fourth. And everyone kept saying, are you dying for a boy? Are you dying for a boy? And she said, I'm not. She said, after having three girls, I have learned that I, I don't give birth to a gender. I give birth to, uh, to beings, yeah. like to individuals or I, it wasn't gender. She was like, my three girls are, you know, I have a tomboy. I have, uh-huh. I have a girly girl, you know, I have one who wants to dress up like a princess and one who wants to play with trucks. And so, you know, we do, we do. And I, I mean, statistics and research research would back us up that there are, we, we have a bent as a gender, like as women, we tend to fill in the blank as men, we tend to fill in the blank, but it is true that we are, even though gender have tendencies we are just individuals with histories aversions triggers all the things yeah yeah. but you know what this reminded me of and i loved it is that men are sensitive they are men care they do they have feelings how we treat them matters um they have a they, they have a lot of pressure they do you know they have a lot of pressure uh Women, women do too, but we're not talking about that. You know, men, they, they've got to keep up. They've got to make money. They've got pressure with their physiques. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I think just to say, if nothing else, when you go, when you have dinner tonight with your husband or when you're saying goodbye or goodnight or whatever, then you say, you know, tell him how much you appreciate the differences. Yeah. And it and it will make a difference because if we look at them through loving eyes as opposed to critical eyes, we'll see the things that are different and the things that are the same as us. Yeah, it's so true. That, yep. that reminds me, and I'll, I'll end with this. I know we're already probably way over, but one of my dear friends, she sent this devotional. It just kind of reminded me of, of what you just said, and I think it sums it up well. Uh, it was a, a thought from um, call, something called Create an Extraordinary Life. And it says this. I ran into my friend one day on the street. I asked him how he was. He said not very good. But if he won the lottery and he showed me a few tickets, he'd be happy then. I asked him if his business was slow. He said yes, income was down and bills were up. He needed a, a big hit to balance the ledger seat. We talked for a while and I asked him what he made in an hour. He said $100, but he mostly... But he was mostly getting appointments for half-hour sessions. He was a therapist, and business wasn't very promising right now. Gee, I said, counting up the hours in a week, if you worked four half-hours a day, that's $1,000 a week and $4,000 a month. Sounds like a pretty good income, at least to me. He said, I never thought of it that way. 
instead of trying to win the lottery or get that big break, why don't you try to happily do just four half hours of work a day? Then you don't have to win the lottery to break the bank. You'll be pretty well off right now. It's easy to want to win the big one or think of a windfall as the only solution to the problems we face. And the lottery we want to win might not just be in money. We can easily take that kind of thinking into our relationships or our work. Buy a chance to win the lottery if that's what you want to do. But maybe you could look at things a different way. What if you stopped going for the big one and tried to do a little, a lot of little things well? You could work on being the best friend that you could be. Or maybe you could get closer to that person you are dating instead of waiting for the perfect soulmate to come along. Just be the best boyfriend. Be the best girlfriend. Be the best wife and husband in the relationship you already have. Instead of waiting to win the lottery, make the most out of all the ordinary moments in your life today. You're richer than you think. God, help me remember that many ordinary moments, when well-lived, add up to an extraordinary life. So true. Yeah. That's wonderful. So true. Yeah, like you said, it's all about coming back to gratitude. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kev, any final thoughts? No, I'm all set. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you have a beautiful week. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Good luck getting ready for Christmas. I know. I'm about finished. I'm (laughs) pretty much finished. Do you know how many presents I've bought? How many? Zero. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, you bought one. I thought I was bad. I bought like three. (laughs) I've not bought one gift. Not one. Oh. You got time. Yeah. (laughs) Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) Prime. (laughs) Same day delivery. Uh Have a great week, everybody. Thanks so much.